0: Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sampson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey,
1: I'm your writer, and today I have shown. That. Oh, no. Okay. So, <laughs> longtime <laughs> listeners of the program might be aware that Eric forced me to banish my laptop. That's true. far away yes, from my desk. That is for true. Audio quality.
0: If you watch things in the summer of 2021 and like, what's that noise when Ian's talking? That's his laptop.
1: Yeah. Which is fine, except for when I need to type things because it's way over there. Yes. Yeah. So I, I now have a keyboard. A keyboard. Wow. So Ooh. I can actually do stuff <laughs> during an episode now, which is, I am very excited by this. Okay, cool. But debuted at... The Dragon Seal Minicon. I ha- I finally got my dragon, uh, my seventeen shard pin.
0: That those look, it's those, so look snazzy. Uh, those look pretty. Those look so good.
2: Yeah, Shipping pins will be hard.
0: So you you maybe eventually will be able to put them for sale online, but that that requires a storefront and stuff. That's complicated. Uh, <laughs> but eventually, we we will probably sell those in some form. Yeah. But very At cool. least
2: for now, they're going to be a like
0: exclusive
2: yep. type thing, simply for fact that production is hard.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and and we're busy. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us is Jess. Hello, hello.
2: I'm Lady Lameness. I also have show and tell, and it's kind of funny that Ian, you were saying that you got a keyboard because your laptop is far away because uh i'm using eric's laptop and it's like over there yeah and i have a mouse so yeah. between us we have almost a computer <laughs> 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 that is not my actual show and tell okay. that was just okay. a funny thing great. that i realized great i have to show and tell these little babies which are some jellyfish fake jellyfish they're not real jellyfish <laughs> but i went to the aquarium Over our Christmas break and they had these little jellyfish and they are so cute and they move around in this dancing colors and and I love them. And completely coincidentally to this, I also made a tiny little jellyfish baby. Tiny little one. I have not yet named my little jellyfish baby. So if anyone has a good name, you should put them. Put those comments below.
0: below. (laughs) Boost that engagement. Also joining us is Veronica. Hey.
3: Hey, uh, I am uh, Cheyenne Sedai on the Discord and the forums. Mm, yeah, I don't have show until I am just glad I finally found my uh necklace again because it had been lost for like a month. Oh yeah, yeah, and you were, I just you found were it in the pocket of yeah. like oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Cuz I thought I'd lost it and it was a gift from my godfather, so Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, th-
0: those the the Badali jewelry. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we it's also amazing. have a very special guest. We have Jancy Patterson, the author of the Skyward Flight novellas and many other things. <laughs> many
4: other things. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jancy. I wrote some books you may have heard of and other ones you probably haven't.
0: Um, yeah, we, we, we were talking before you, you started that you put out like nine books a year.
4: In the last three years. It's been insane.
0: If you think Brandon's like productive. <laughs> Not well, so
4: I when I was a baby writer who'd been writing for like five years I met Brandon before Elantris had come out and he right. was that was like the biggest author I had ever met like i had never met anybody who right. sold a book before and I believed that I needed to be just like Brandon yep and so I turned myself into someone who can just spit out books and then it turns out no one else does this <laughs> 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 hey, it's a good it's still a good career thing anyway um, I mean yes so i also have show and tell so did we say
2: they're spoilers right like
4: yeah oh the- yeah Let,
0: let's let's specify yeah, so, okay. that there will be spoilers for the all three skyward flight novellas yeah. and presumably cytonic as well like yeah just, uh, mm-hmm. but we yeah. won't spoil cosmere things i don't think at all i don't, don't think spoil we're them
4: for them. me i'm not caught up <laughs>
0: <laughs> brandon writes a lot of books that's a fact brandon
4: writes a lot of books and i wrote a lot of books and did not have time to read all of them but i will because yep. i love them yep. i am a fan I I still like to count myself a fan, even though I'm behind.
0: (laughs) That's fine.
4: (laughs) So my show and tell, my editor, Christy, uh, Christy Kugler, she makes Mm -hmm. the novellas look good and makes me not look stupid. She's she's an amazing editor. She made for me, this is Juno. (gasps) And he has a little book with all of the meditations in it. Oh, that's so cool. At the end, it has like Jorgen's title. And, like, space for him to chronicle all of the adventures.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: that's so so cool. cool.
5: Wow. wow. That's adorable.
2: So
0: cute! Oh, my goodness. That's adorable.
2: That's like, the best show and tell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome.
0: adorable. That is so, that, that's so cute. So, we thought we'd start with uh, just tell us a bit about who you are for people who are not aware who you are.
4: So I write books. I, um, I write in several genres. I have a romantic comedy series out called The Extra um, with Megan Walker. And then also with Megan Walker, I have a series of young adult uh, urban fantasy paranormal romance set in Venice. And then we also work with our friend Lauren Janis, um, and we have an epic fantasy series starts with Godfire. We use a pen name for that one since there's three of us, so it's under the name Kara Witter. So, and then I have other books that I put out under my own name. You can find them. Um, So I've been writing books for a long time. I am now exclusively a co-writer because I love to work with people. Like I discovered that when I write books with people, I'm so much happier than I am (laughs) when I write them by myself. So that's what I do now. Um, I also uh, co-wrote the last book in the Alcatraz versus the evil librarian series that's coming out in September. So
0: we do want to talk about that a bit. uh, Finally. because when when did you start working on that because that that was it's been in a lot of state of sandersons
4: years ago yeah yeah (laughs) it was probably like five years ago now that i like got like was brought on and then it took like about a year like sending me outlines like not that we spent a year working on it but like just the steps to get to me actually writing the book took about a year and then the alcatraz tradition i don't know Brandon probably talked about this a lot. He wrote the first book in, like, 10 days while his girlfriend was out of town, like, back in, like, right after he was yeah. of college.
0: It was a break and book so, between yeah. scorns. Yeah. And
4: so I wanted to follow the tradition, so I wrote the first half in a week, and I wrote the second half in a week, six months later, after Brandon had read the first half. <laughs> so
5: <laughs> oh my the God. actual writing
4: was real short. But then the issue, like, I feel like, I talked about this on the Discord the other day, but there's a lot of stuff that has to happen in publishing for a book to come out. and mm-hmm. like contracts departments are way behind and like Joshua Brandon's agent doesn't want to send more stuff through the pipeline when stuff more important stuff like Stormlight hasn't cleared through the pipeline so it sat there waiting for contracts and waiting for just waiting for the publisher to be on board for a long time and ah. so that was the major hang up and then the publisher decided that they wanted to do a re-release of all the paperback paperbacks of the other books because they're trying to get some traction for the series it's never been brandon's biggest
0: thing. no it has Um, not been yeah and we appreciate
4: them trying to get some traction for the series yeah so of course brandon said yes please do that so that then then they have to do production for everything and so then that pushes it back even further
0: right so we we
4: aren't like hanging on to it because we want to deprive (laughs) people of it (laughs) but just because publishing is complicated
0: yeah, that that, make, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I am quite excited to finally have the end of that series, but I definitely Yay. need to reread it because I don't remember like anything.
3: <laughs> I need to read it. I haven't gotten into Alcatraz or really any of, of Ben's non-Cosmere stuff except the Skyward for, uh, series. For those know, of and all
0: that. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Alcatraz is very silly. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Very um, silly. Yeah.
4: It's like a brand of humor that not everybody likes it, but people who like it really love it. Like it has like a small but hardcore fan base, which is awesome. And I was in the hardcore fan base.
0: I mean, I I found them hilarious. You can just crank them out in an evening uh, and just they're they're really fun. What, Jess? (laughs)
2: You could just crank him out an evening, he says, when he reads, like, at human inhumane speeds. Okay.
5: So Eric can probably crank okay, him
2: out I maybe an read, easy. like, three-fourths of the three, Ascension a in a sitting, longer.
0: okay, from, like, about nine hours, so it's he fine. You read two-thirds of that book in,
5: like, <laughs> in a day. I
3: know people Whoa. who read all of the Wheel of Time, uh, like... Like on release in a day. Then again, I also did the same thing for uh, Night of Dreams because I was sick that day. And so I just read the whole day. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to read and I'm reading all day and that's what I'm doing. And then I'm going to do other things after I'm done reading. <laughs> that's the only way I have time to read. Nice. Uh, so speaking of the Skyward Flight uh, novellas, how have, how have they been doing uh, just like sales wise and things? I, I feel well, like. I
4: have- no idea okay <laughs> the publisher doesn't they they give us sales data once every six months oh. and i have seen none oh okay it. <laughs> it looks like they're doing well um evershore hit the usa today bestseller list yeah which, which is very exciting ah. i had never done that before i was so excited
5: yeah
1: that's great Did sunreach and Redon hit the best I don't
4: think so my (gasps) theory on that because I can't imagine that it did significantly better because it's book three although it may have done better on release day because people had like Mm. sort of gained traction over time um but it was the week of Christmas so I wonder if it was a little easier to get on the list that Mm. week
0: oh right (laughs) right yeah yeah (laughs) that 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 does make sense but also if you're, if you're a Skyward fan, you got a lot of content to read. And so, like, yeah. probably yeah. having Cytonic come out and having there be buzz in the series, right? And
4: I feel like people at first, like, naturally, it makes complete sense. We're a little bit skeptical about bringing on a new author um, to yeah. the series. And so mm-hmm. I feel like not everybody was, like, jumping right on Sunreach. Like, word gets around and people are enjoying them, which makes me so happy.
2: Um, and I think people have been gradually coming on board. Definitely within the 17th Shard fandom, people seem to be loving them and everyone's been really enjoying them and really enjoying interacting with you as well and Mm. being able to talk about them quite a bit.
4: It makes me so happy because I like... Like I said, I think I came on for Alcatraz like five years ago and we had talked about doing these books, not these novellas, but me working on the Skyward series years before that. And I've had. Yeah. So I've had a long time to sort of imagine every bad fan reaction possible. (laughs) Right.
0: Those are the nightmares you get uh, late at night. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Well, and
4: like, I mean, I just assume like. Like me coming in, like people are going to attribute the things that are good about them to Brandon and the things that are bad about them to right. me. And, you know, right. like I just I was so like I just thought it was inevitable. And then the fan reaction has just been incredible. Like, I am just so grateful mm-hmm. to people for reading. And then like, I mean, people all have complaints. It's fine. People complain about books. This, this is what we all do. Right. It's like yeah,
5: we, every book, it's Every so cool.
0: book you love has <laughs> yeah. people who don't like it.
4: Yeah, yeah but I was worried one. about like Sky like like Star Wars backlash.
0: Ah, yes. And yes.
4: I didn't I haven't seen any of that. It makes me really happy.
0: <laughs> yeah. It it does it does sort of help that uh these novellas are I, I would say filling in an important gap that's in the mainline series. So th- that makes them uh very it's very nice to have them.
4: Well and Brandon's aware, like when he pitched the project to me, he said like so my main series left these people behind and I accidentally <laughs> made them really likable.
3: Uh, was like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, Brandon. He, lo- he is always like accidentally writing these yeah, I mean, people. Yeah, he accidentally <laughs> like, made
4: them like the best cast of characters he's written. I Maybe mean, not the best, but one of the best. One of
5: the I'm best. The bias. Hmm.
2: And yeah. it's called such an interesting... Uh, divergence in, in fans as well because mm-hmm. you have the fans who have just followed the series for Spencer but then you've right. got the fans who really latched on to the, the other characters in book one mm-hmm. yeah. and like it, it's just led to very different reading experiences so I've known a lot of people who have really liked the novellas because they give what people wanted in book two but felt like they were missing and yeah. it given a really nice um, parallel to Cytonic with Cytonic being Spencer, Spencer only. Like there's really nothing in Cytonic except for some of the interludes that makes it seem like she's connected to the outside world. And to have both of those stories at the same time fills the gap for both sides of what people want. And that has been really nice. Like reading the novellas and Cytonic together I definitely felt like that together was one whole story. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, reading Cytonic by itself or reading the novellas by itself, you are missing part of what's going on. So having everything all together, it, I kind of wish that all the books had been packaged together in a way, like Cytonic and the three novellas, because to me, that is book three. Book three yeah. is not just Cytonic. Book three is Cytonic and the novellas. You need all of them for book four. <laughs> Yeah.
4: No, and I think Brandon has said like you definitely need to read those before before you read Defiant. And I think that's true. I think otherwise you're gonna be like, wait, what happened? <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause like there's there's the the random line at the end of Satanic, like uh, <laughs> def- detritus is just in orbit around another planet, and it, it's How like, did that happen? And the have it the sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's
4: that's something I've seen a lot of controversy about too of which should you read first, right? Titanic, or mm-hmm. the and we wrote them to be like you can read them either way, but everybody has their preferred reading order, and so that's another good thing to drop in the comments. What's your preferred reading order?
0: Yeah, because I yeah. uh, my understanding is that it was just too difficult to get Evershore out before Cytonic, right?
4: Yeah.
0: And, th-
5: and that's um, why it had to so
4: be So that being said, I had a conversation with Max. Max runs Mainframe. Mainframe is the audio publisher for these books. And so most of the time, um, Random House didn't get on board until like right before Sunreach came out. So most of my, my time was spent working with Max. Wow. Okay. Max. That's who he is. Um, so when we wrote the production schedule um because brandon brandon is so great in that he's like take whatever time you want and i'm like but you have this book coming out and like i i felt like getting people on board with a co-writing situation is a big leap and I wanted to take advantage of that excitement of people are excited for Cytonic coming out and here's a piece of fiction that they can read in the middle of their excitement to get people reading them and that was really important to me and so I sat down with Max and was like okay what can we do can we get these out and it was insane like I say like I got on board with Alcatraz like five years ago and it's not out yet and like I got on board with these a year and three months ago right? Like it was madness. (laughs) Um, But Max and I wrote the schedule. And when we did that, I told him, okay, look, this is what happens in Evershore. This is the line at the end of Cytonic. What do you think? Like, what should we do? And he said, I think that's a really cool hook. I think we should put out Cytonic first. And it turned out to be absolutely necessary, but we did make the decision before we knew that it was
0: going to be absolutely necessary. So that's very interesting because reading Evershore already having read Cytonic, like it, it is kind of an interesting hook because you're like, oh, man, what's what the crap's going, going on, on there? Uh, but I can definitely see if people are like, that's also kind of a spoiler. Also,
5: yeah. Right.
4: The, the, the line between spoiler and teaser is like sort of in the eye of the beholder. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm really interested because. I haven't really seen a consensus about what people think. If there was a fan consensus, then I would go back to Brandon and be like, okay, in the future, let's recommend this, you know? But it seems like some people are like, no, you should totally read Zytonic first. And some people are like, no, you should totally read
3: Evershore first.
1: I'm definitely in the camp that says you should read Evershore first.
3: Yeah. I, I hadn't thought about it much before our Evershore episode. And we talked about it there. And I'm like, yeah, you should read Evershore first. I didn't, but... It's tricky because Starsight kind
0: of has a cliffhanger. And so you mm-hmm. might want to follow Spensa. Uh, but also Redon has a like, cliffhanger yeah. for Evershore. So I feel like th- there's a very simple flowchart that you you just ask yourself after Starsight. Do you miss Skyward Flight characters? Read all the novels. <laughs> if, if you are really into spensa and don't mind uh you know uh that other cast not really being there go go read cytonic and then i think you should read all three novellas together so it is sort yeah. of weird having uh them split but it, i wouldn't say it was bad right it's definitely a once, little weird though
4: once it's out in print i don't imagine very many people mm. are going to like Stop at the end of readon. Some people might, but like you're going to hit that cliffhanger at the end of readon and you're going to be like, I could turn the page, but no, I'm going to go read Cytonic. <laughs> yeah, no I,
2: I think that so, that's going to happen now, now that Ever Show is out. People aren't going to stop after on to go no. read Cytonic. I think that yeah that was only ever going to happen in the liminal space that yeah. was the releases. And now people are either going to read Cytonic or all the novellas and they're not going to split across either of them.
3: Yeah. Which is yeah, funny because I read them after all three of the novellas were out on Cytonic was out. And I stopped, read Cytonic, then got, went back to Evershore. Oh, anyway, I read Cytonic, then a draft of a friend's book, and then I went to read <laughs> Evershore. Because, yeah, I needed to know what happened in All Flames Cast. It's a fantastic book. I hope it gets
0: published. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that, that's just really interesting uh, hearing, oh, no, no, but Evershore needs, needs, needs a nice hook. Uh and I mean, it is compelling because if, if you mm-hmm. just read Cytonic, you're like, where's Cobb? Why is Jorgen in charge? Right. What happened? I need to know <laughs> yeah. now.
4: And Max uh, at that time, I was still working on read-on. He hadn't read read-on at that time. And so possibly he would have been like, Evershore doesn't need a hook. <laughs>
0: Probably <laughs> <He> doesn't, <did. laughs> all things considered.
2: <laughs> but. Yeah. Definitely getting to the end of um of Cytonic and Cobb's not there I'm like Cobb did not just die off on the sidelines you can't anymore. die off screen I'm gonna be pissed if <sighs> Cobb just died off on the sidelines and it was such a like I'm glad he didn't die like I was really happy with where Cobb's storyline went and how it took him out of circle circulation so that other people could shine yeah um, but it didn't kill him <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm really pleased by that yes yeah
4: we talked about that when we were brainstorming and we talked about what we want i mean because you have to remove the mentor right like it's necessary <laughs> and we talked about whether or not like we were going to kill him and what we came to was um you can't kill people inside books like that yeah. would really make people angry if like they come back and somebody's dead that they didn't know they needed to read that book. So people, I've I've heard some complaints about people like people aren't dying, but like we can't kill main characters in books that are side books. We you, just you can't. can't. Do it. Like there are some deaths, but not like our main beloved people because we just that would not be good.
0: <laughs> See,
1: just our <laughs> beloved people's parents. <laughs>
2: Just to cause pain and suffering on our beloved people. I mean, we we
1: could could kill T stall.
0: Like, what's T stall or catnip doing? I mean, they they they'll be fine. Okay, (laughs) I I do have to say,
1: what does T stall mean?
5: (laughs) None of us know. know.
4: (laughs) Actually, that was one of my. I just sent. We're doing more books Um, and I, Brandon has my. Um, I'm working with Darcy Cole. Um, he's one of beta Mm -hmm. readers I'm really excited to write with her Um, but we're both doing some more books in the Skyward series and uh, we have an outline sitting in Brandon's inbox waiting for him to look at it and at the end I always put like here's some other things I need to know that aren't part of this outline and that's it's on there I asked the question
0: I, I need to know what T-stall is. he gets
4: back to me, I will have an answer. Maybe.
3: <laughs> when he gets back to you, please tell us. Yeah. So when he gets back to was... me and is
2: like, I don't know. <laughs> oh
0: my God. it probably will. I'll be like, I need to look at my notes. That's too far away. Like, I don't know.
2: Did you ask what Spence's mother's name is by any oh. chance? Because I remember that coming up on the Discord. Yeah.
4: So I was not aware until after I had turned in Evershore <laughs> that Spence's mother doesn't have a name. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I would have named her. So... I am not bringing this up to Brandon because I want to name her.
0: Oh, nice. So I'm
4: kind of hoping he doesn't Very get wind weird. of this. And then he publishes Cytonic, and then it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I didn't ask.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who who married Z Nightshade?
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there's this thing about brothers that are unnamed or dead. Mostly yeah. dead in the Cosmere, but many yeah. of them uh, are yeah so Yeah. Like, yeah no. hey, maybe, alive. maybe for once we can actually get a name uh, with Jadsey naming Spence Mother instead <laughs> of uh, Brandon I, just not having names from others.
4: I will say, in Brandon's defense, I think he's better than your average male writer at not fridging all the women in the world. Mm-hmm. Not that he never does it, but I don't get as filled with rage reading his stuff as I do with other people <laughs> sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, the- there are definitely-
2: he just has other things that he does that annoy some of his audience. Which, yes, yeah.
5: mm-hmm. mm, <laughs> fake <laughs> out deaths. <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we we had an episode recently on uh, the the beefs we have with Brandon's works, and uh, w- one of them was like his use of the trope of fake out deaths. Um, yeah, which I brought yeah, up. I, I have a major fair. problem with Brandon doing this all yeah. the time.
4: Yeah, I think that's fair. And there have been quite a number of those in the Skyward series, too.
2: Yes. Yes, I have been. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Yes. yes. I mm-hmm. keep having
0: arguments about it. Mm-hmm. Did we do it? I don't think there were any fake-out deaths in the novellas, though. Really. I mean, maybe, I like, so. kind of at the end of Sunreach.
4: Sort of. Oh, yeah. At the end of Sunreach for, like, a chapter. Yeah. Oh, with the, the
2: yoga and stuff? Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, he's too main that, that character to actually definitely die, so. That hit me.
2: Like, I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I was fooled by that.
4: It's supposed to be, like, what I meant to happen was you have this gut punch, but then you realize, okay, but we didn't see a body. We didn't, he's not really dead, right? And you say that to yourself, and then you read it, and you're right, like a couple paragraphs later, right? <laughs> like, that was the intended r- response.
0: He's just too much of a main character to die yeah, in the first novella. Yeah, like,
4: and he has yeah. a
0: teleportation mug. Yes, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> and by that point, I think
3: we, I, I think we knew he'd have Evershore, but that was his POV novella. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, like,
2: we yeah. knew that he was a yeah. POV uh, in Evershore by that point, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. hard to kill a
5: character. <laughs> right, yes.
0: But <laughs> also, like, if if you, like, came out after, if you were thinking about the three novellas, who's like top character to have a novella Jorgen? Absolutely, right? Like top of the list.
4: So he wasn't on. So when Brandon gave me the job, he said, okay, so I want you to write these and like, At the time, this is the thing about Brandon and probably you can tell just based on the way that his series go. He starts with like you're going to write these three novellas and they're going to be 30,000 words (laughs) each and they're just write an adventure with these people. That's your whole job. They are having a side adventure, right? This is my job. And so like, and then it grows to like, oh, here's a cool way it could tie into Cytonic. Oh, here's another cool thing you could put it in. Oh, here's something else you could do. And then it becomes this like part of the series. That is not what I was asked to write.
5: (laughs) It grows it's
4: great. The
2: ideas just grow, which is
4: awesome because the ideas are awesome. And I was really excited about it, but it's just kind of funny. But he gave me a list and the list was everybody who was still alive on Skyward Flight, except for Spencer and Jorgen. Yeah. Um, and so then I I actually hadn't read the books because like I said, I'm behind on Brandon's stuff. And so I hadn't read them yet. And so I was like, yeah, I'd love to do that because I'm just like, yes, Brandon, I will do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and read the books and I was so relieved to love them so much because yeah. I was like well I'm writing them either way um but they were like my favorite of his YA stuff for sure yeah and, definitely.
5: and
4: mm. then but I read them and I fell in love with Jorgen and I was like mm, he's not on my list though is there a reason and as I was reading I was just like maybe something's gonna happen he's gonna end up with Spencer he's gonna die what's gonna happen and then I got to the end and I was like wait why, why can't I have him? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to Brandon and I was like, okay, so I want to write about FM. I wanted to write about FM because of the rig hook, because I'm a romance writer and I wanted to do the romance. That
0: makes hook. sense. I needed
4: a pilot. Hmm. And so I didn't want to do rig because he's not in a ship. And so... So, and then I was like, so I think an alien point of view would be really cool. And Anique's just sitting here. Can I write about her? And Brandon was like, oh, sure, you can write about her. And I was like, okay, hey, it's like my warm up to like what I really want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> used like, to agreeing <laughs> with
4: So is there a reason I can't write about Jorgen? <laughs> and, like, and, and the caveat was that Jorgen's tied in with Spence's arc. So he had like mm-hmm. sort of a vision for where Jorgen was going. And like Brandon wants to have all the freedom in the world when he writes. And so he very like kindly wants to give me all the freedom in the world. And he's we've sort of like figured each other out as overwriting these books. That I don't like that. I like being told, here are some parameters. And <laughs> then I want to do cool things inside the parameters, right? That's how I work.
5: Okay. And so
4: he was like, so there will be some things like you won't have as much freedom. And I was like, awesome. Tell me what to do. <laughs> well,
0: because I remember Brandon talking like way back, like l- I, I, not last year anymore, but 2020, uh, that – Cytonic would be maybe a dual viewpoint book. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I've heard that too.
0: Uh, like, I don't know what what you know about that.
4: <laughs> I don't know anything about that. I assume it was Jorgen.
0: Yeah, right. I
4: assume yeah, that's yeah. What, mm-hmm. that was the plan, and then he decided that that would be better off being its own thing. I don't know. I'm not sure at what point that stopped being the plan. Yeah. Um, he had actually written Cytonic. He was writing it when I was just starting Sunreach, so my books didn't influence Cytonic in any way because he had already written them by the time that he read the first one.
0: Did he know like the vague outline of what you were planning? Yeah, Yeah.
4: he'd seen seen a detailed outline of Sunreach because we did those like I would, I would, we would brainstorm. I'd write down all the ideas and it's like, I, I call it Brandon's big bucket of ideas. I have a meeting with Brandon and he just dumps ideas into my bucket. And then I take the ideas and I go and I sit there with my outline and I wrestle with them. And then I send him the outline and he goes through the outline and he dumps more ideas into my outline. And I stop sending outlines to Brandon when I'm like, okay, I have enough ideas now. No more ideas. <laughs> <laughs>
5: but what I if you do this? Write a book. Yeah. Um,
2: what were some of the, like your favorite ideas that kind of came out of Brandon dumping these um, things into the bucket?
4: So my favorite was the end of Read On. Like, I think I don't take responsibility for that one. Like that was not me, but like, I was like, we were talking about, about when we were doing a brainstorm session for Read On and we were trying to figure out like how this book ends. And I had built up, I needed some villains cause I can't really use the superiority as like our on platform prime villains. Yeah, right, and so I had yeah, built right. up like, um, Joshua to be like sort of my villain. And then, and then and then Brandon is like, you know what we should do in the end? We should put a bunch of politicians onto a ship and blow it up. Like blow up their assembly. And I was like, hey, oh my okay,
5: God.
4: okay, but 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 the politicians, they're Jorgen's parents. Brandon, are are we blowing up Jorgen's parents? And he was like, Yeah, blow up his parents.
5: Yeah. And I was
4: like, Okay. And in my head, I'm thinking like, right before I jump into his viewpoint, that's that's gonna be something.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: And it was, but I thought it was great. I never would have thought of that. And I thought it was just fantastic. My other favorite idea was boom slug. It was actually um, Brandon's son's idea.
5: I mean, oh! Like, we were
4: outlining. He was like, okay, so you don't have to do this. But my kids want there to be red and black slugs, and they explode. And I was like, <laughs> um, I think I do have to do that. <laughs> I think that's necessary.
0: Uh, especially like with boom slug saying, Boom! As uh, the no. ship explodes, <laughs> it's just like
5: oh, so good, and,
1: and the fact that the boom is like so much lower than like the yeah, other slug noises, it's,
0: like, it, yeah. it's hilarious. Oh.
1: But yeah, you got to make the, the characters the play with boom slug
2: Is like it's not just that; like throughout Evershore as well, there's several times with Yogan where there's just like they say boom back to each other, and the way that you've written it, I could just feel the connection between them. Oh yeah, and it's really great.
5: Yes. That makes me so
0: happy oh man but but yeah. really Jorgen's. also we have no idea Jorgen or Jorgen. uh i looked at a poll on 17 shard and it's very evenly split between the two <laughs> cups
5: so i
4: have a j name that people mispronounce as a y so i naturally oh. say Jorgen. i've heard brandon say
0: both <laughs> of course you're sorry, great both. great Thanks a bunch, <laughs> of course brandon. you would uh but to be fair, yeah. like, we're used to Stormlight where it's like, oh, it's Yasna, yes. not Jasna, right? right. Yeah. So, yeah. that's... Yeah. yeah. But yeah, then if your, your name have is some... pronounced with a Y, then, mm-hmm. yeah, you would get yeah. kind of annoyed with that, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah,
3: um, yeah and then we have all the weirdness with Wheel of Thai pronunciations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and elatious pronunciations. Like, literally, the first rule I laid down for our recording, like, like we're not going to fight about pronunciations nice. on... <laughs> Nice. It'll take over the whole episode. No. Yes, yeah. yes, it will. We,
0: we, we did a whole pronunciation episode in 2018. <laughs> awesome. Long time ago. But no, I, I think uh, Jorgen's struggle in Evershore made it so <laughs> compelling. Like, yeah. he, he would have been compelling yeah. regardless, but that struggle with grief and everything was really, really compelling to read.
1: And, and I liked how you tied it in with him also exploring his uh, cytonic abilities where he literally exploded <laughs> during the Senate <laughs> meeting because he was bottling up his emotions. It was like, yeah. ah, yes, all the things are connecting. Fair so,
4: right. I am not an idea person. That's why I love working with Brandon. He gives me all the ideas and I don't have to come up with any of my own, but in every book I've written with him, there's a couple of things that I'm real attached to like that scene, like the boom slug wasn't my idea, but the scene where boom slug explodes for the first time, like I was real attached to that one, <laughs> yeah. uh, the FM and rig romance, but one of those things and Juno, I called him in my outline kids in Yoda. And I was like, we need to have this character. It's so important to me. Brandon's like, awesome. Um, but, but that scene, it was in my very first outline. And like the plot has changed. Like m- many things changed. But I was like, I want to put Jorgen in a room with a bunch of diplomats. And it's super important. And then he explodes. Mm-hmm. And Brandon was like, well, he needs to lose control at some point. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Oh, that's great.
3: Yeah, so I was wondering, uh, like, how you went about writing, not only his struggle, like, with leadership and taking command, but particularly how he went about it in the wake of his parents' death, because, I mean, he's grieving and he Mm -hmm. isn't sure how to deal with it, and yet he still has to, like, move on. He has to, like not only process what happened but also take command and you can't mourn properly through any of that so i was wondering how you approached writing that
4: so some characters are much easier for me to write than others fm i struggled with
3: i really struggled with her because she's very different
4: from me and trying to like connect to her and make her the agent of the story was very difficult because like jorgen has the power right so it took me a long time to get (laughs) her right jorgen from when i read him in skyward he just clicks in my head And I feel like some Mm. of that is that he's very similar to me. Like I remember being an 18 year old who has never had a safe place to express emotion and has no idea how to do that in a healthy way, right? And so like, it sort of like clicks in to all of this stuff that I really identify with. Um, And so this was something I told Eric, I want to talk about. Um, I had a really hard time writing these books. And part of the reason was that I have um, an anxiety disorder, which is, that's just like my normal life. And then these projects sort of kicked into all of my, like, I'm not good enough fears. And it just turned my anxiety into overdrive, which then bumped it into like cycling depression, which I hadn't had in years. It had been a long time. And I thought it must be like the pandemic, but no, I think it was the project. It's this huge, like, opportunity that I'm just terrified I'm going to fail at, right? Right. And so I had all of this, like, mental illness stuff just cycling in my head. And Jorgen also sort of has this, like, I'm not good enough. I have to be responsible for all this. I have to get this right. I have to do this right. Or consequences, right? He's all, and I was worried that I was putting that on the character. But if you go back and you look in Skyward, one of my favorite scenes with him is the one where he's in the mock pit trying to save his friends. And then he gets up and he slams Hmm. his helmet against the wall. Right. Like it's there. He's got this like tightly wound, like I have to be perfect or terrible things will happen energy that I was like right in there with him this last year. Um, And so I just took all of that and I dumped it in the book. Like, and so when I was writing those scenes, like I was so there with him feeling the things and it like dovetailed so nicely with what I was going through that it wrote very naturally. Those scenes just went down and they had very, very little revision. There were a lot of things in the books that I did revise a lot, but that, it just went right down. That's
0: Mm. very cool. Uh, And it makes sense. Uh, I I very much understand the uh, perfection, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, like with Brandon, like if you're like, wow, he's written so many things. How cool is this? Mm. And just the, the stress of it.
4: Well, and the idea that I was going to write something that people were going to read, not like, 12 people (laughs) like thousands of people were going to read this like that's not and and writing in like a beloved series where like I could ruin things for people and I don't want to do that you know like I want to do justice to this I want and like yeah so that was it was it was a lot
2: (laughs) have you had trouble with this previously when writing or is this kind of the first time that it's come up in this way for you
4: um it's been a long time I had a lot of it in my 20s um, tied into this. And I did a lot of, uh, CBT, like cognitive behavioral therapy and, uh, sort of even out a lot after that. And then, for most of my thirties, I didn't really have depression. And then this kicked it all back up again. Um, I had a lot more tools than I did in my twenties to deal with it. But actually this is, this is the story I call how Jorgen put me in therapy Um, because I had this going on in my head while, as I was writing Evershore where like he's doing his, I'm not good enough thing and I'm doing my, I'm not good enough thing. And it's just like feeding on each other. And it was driving me a little nuts, not a little nuts. It was driving me nuts. And I got So there was one day where it was so bad. It was just so bad. And like the anxiety was just killing me. And I finally had this breaking point where I was like, you know what? I can't get help for him. He had, I can't like, I can't help him, but I can get help. And I finally like made the phone call and got myself back in therapy and made, um, I I don't know. I don't know if you guys have heard of EMDR. It's a like type of therapy where you hold buzzers or you listen to sounds back and forth and it moves trauma out of like parts of your brain where it's stuck huh. it's like above board it sounds That's like witchcraft, but it, you can look it up Prince Harry did it recently and so a lot of people have heard of it from that huh. um, but the treatment was recommended to me 15 years ago and I didn't do it because it sounded kind of awful to me <laughs> to have to go do that and it was kind of awful but I finally called and I made the appointment and I started in July when I was working on Evershore I was at like a nine out of ten anxiety day in day out nine out of ten and by the time Sunreach came out I was at a one and now most days i'm at a zero like it like changed my brain so wow. i am super grateful wow. to these books <laughs> for finally pushing me over the edge and bringing it all back up again and making me go do it because now i'm healthier on a day to day level than even that i was before it all came back so
0: that's amazing and you know me. we we don't want you to explode mm-hmm. in any situation but especially no. not to diplomats <laughs> so i mean you you can yeah. You, yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah
0: yeah
2: to move to one of the other um parts of these stories that like you really hold tightly to. The FM and Rig relationship. I really like this relationship. I think it is a very good depiction of teenagers in particular, having a relationship. And I wanted to ask what it's like writing a relationship for teenagers versus writing a relationship for adults. Really
4: good question. So I have to say about FM and Rig, the first time I wrote it, I messed it up. It didn't work at all.
5: Oh! So in the
4: beta, the biggest comment that I had, and it was funny because I'm a romance writer, right? And I had never written space combat in my life. And so I'm super worried about the space combat and I was less concerned about the romance. And then we go through the beta and they're like, so this is not not good.
5: This is not good at all.
4: And I was like, oh, okay. And I think what went wrong was that I was holding back too much. Like I didn't want to overwhelm brandon's readers who are used to no romance with like a ton of romance right and so i was trying and what i ended up with was this really static it wasn't an arc right fm sort of like was confused about where rig was at and then she just remained confused and then there's that scene in the middle and now she's not confused anymore and there just wasn't a lot of motion um and so i rewrote it based on my beta readers feedback and darcy cole had a lot to do with that she like i sat there like I contacted her separately and was saying, okay, so like, is it this or is it this? And she looked at some stuff for me and she really helped me like get that worked out so that it didn't take up a bigger portion of the book, but the emotion was there. And so that was really difficult. Um, In terms of teenagers, I feel like one of the cool things about writing teenagers is that everything is new. Like for adults, like they've been through these things before, but when things are new, everything is heightened and the smallest things are like... Bright and shiny and interesting, and so you can get a lot more mileage out of little things like holding hands and like, "Does you like me?" and stuff that like once you 're an adult, it has a lot less impact once you 've been through those things before
0: that's really interesting uh to hear, especially because yeah. i I thought the romance it especially with fM and rig, but i I found the romance in all three of these ah. Uh, I, I like the romances here better than Spencer Jorgen. Like I, I do. I I I definitely do. Uh, but I guess I didn't really like their romance in book one anyway. So that was always a little yeah. weird. Uh but FM and Rig, I'm like, oh, I'm
1: into this. This is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it was it was adorable like from yeah. the start. I like that you you brought your strength into yes. like, Thank you. these stories. I'm still not sold on Alanique and Arturo, but
5: <laughs> <laughs> what Reagan
1: FM were good. I liked Arturo and Alanique, but uh yeah, they're
4: really controversial. I think it's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I can see how, yeah, if you don't like have an arc for them, then yeah, it's, it's just kind of boring.
4: Yeah, it just didn't work, and um, I didn't have the same problem with either of the other. Obviously, like there's not a big arc for Jorgen and Spencer because she's not there.
3: <laughs> but, <it's... laughs>
4: but I didn't have as much yeah.
3: trouble with either of the
4: others.
3: But I do really like how, like, even though Spencer is not there, you can still like feel uh, the romance, like from Jorgen and like the way he thinks about Spencer. The way he's like, "Oh, I wish you were here." But like Spencer is there and Zeitonic. Except for the interludes, and a bit more uh, because of those interludes. It wasn't there that much.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> just got a lot going on. Uh, yeah.
5: I really so love I, those interludes, I, I, I seen
0: Oh, <laughs> those interludes are amazing. Uh, honestly, the, the interludes are like my favorite part of the book, except for like
4: the ending. <laughs> Mine you, but for obvious reasons.
5: Yeah. Um,
4: <laughs> I read the interludes as he wrote them. I didn't read all of Cytonic for a while after, but I read the interludes as he wrote them because they were tying into what I was doing. Right. And we had this outline and the outline originally had for, for Sunreach originally had FM and Jorgen in the Dulo in the, the two C ship. Uh-huh. And then and, and like and Brandon wanted me to tie in this this interlude that he was going to write. And I was like, great, I have it all in my outline. I hadn't written it yet because I wanted to read his interlude first. He sends me the interlude. And like, you can't put FM in that ship, <laughs> like. And I was like, so, so, Brandon, this is what was supposed to happen. And he was like, oh, well, I can change it. And I was like, no, 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 don't change a word.
5: I will change it.
4: <laughs> this is like good romance. We're not. Well, no, we're not. We're not killing the romance. Leave it. Leave it. <laughs>
0: I mean, those scenes are adorable. What's Spencer and Jorgen? Yeah. and uh, then those. I
4: ended up, like, I put Rig in the Dulo instead, and that worked even better. So it was great. There that worked
0: real well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. With um, the Spencer and Jorgen relationship, <laughs> uh, obviously that's going to continue on into book four. And do you have any advice you would give to Brandon in terms of how to continue on the, the relationships wow. that have been set up in book four, both... Rig FM, mm. uh, Artur Aladie, Jürgen
5: again.
4: <laughs> So, with the other relationships, I think my hope is that he's just not going to mess with them. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> and leave them for me. <laughs> Defiant
0: has a lot to do, so that seems actually pretty likely.
4: Probably it's likely, right? Yeah. So that's kind of my hope. And if he does something with them, then I will be honest with him about whether I think that's a good idea or not. Um, he actually told me, he said this at the, at the mini-con, um, that he's leaving some gaps for me like like that are going to say like hey jancy rewrite fm's dialogue for me you know her better than i do at this point which is fine i'm happy to do that um so there may be some of those like what beat would go here in terms of like romance and stuff i kind of expect him to ignore it because he ignores his own romances right (laughs) (laughs) what's he's not gonna suddenly take an interest in mine i don't feel like um, Spencer and Jorgen obviously he has to. And I have not read Defiant yet. I assume I'm gonna get that after he does a pass on it. I've I've seen the outline, so I know what the plan is, but the plan doesn't always
0: totally exchange. dovetail
4: with what comes out.
0: Yeah. You gotta have some discovery process when you write it's like, oh, this yeah. is better than
1: what I planned. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah.
4: Yeah. And Brandon's just kinda gonna do what he's gonna do and then <laughs> we'll go from there.
1: <laughs> The words have never been spoken. That's, that's right. <laughs> Brandon's going to bring them. Yeah. Yep. He's, mm-hmm. he's going
0: to write extra things. He's, he's going to have some yeah. very interesting ideas. Like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. But <laughs> yeah. at all.
4: Good thing he's brilliant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> got the ideas all yeah. the time and does them well, generally. I am curious how the revision process went. And I think you've talked about this a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. So you you guys talked about the outlines uh, mm-hmm. and you wrote the first draft. Yeah. Uh, and so how, how did things progress from there?
4: So I sent my first draft, well, I sent my second draft to Brandon. I have, a, as I write, I always have a list of all of the stuff that I already know is wrong with it. And I fixed all of that first. Right. Because right. like, for example, in Evershore, I wrote the entire climax out of order. Um, the ships all went out to the other islands almost first thing after, it was after the Mindblade battle. And then the ships all go out to the other islands. And now we've got Kitson just dying for like an hour. <laughs> That's
5: great. God. And then
4: I'm doing like lower tension stuff and Kitson are dying. And as I'm writing this, I'm like, this is not right. The scenes themselves are good. But like, and then I just took it. I, I didn't, I didn't send that to Brandon. <laughs> I took it and I, I like cut, I color coded it all. And I cut and paste and I totally just reordered it all and then I went through and smoothed it out so my second draft goes to Brandon so I send my second draft to Brandon and then he does like a red line edit it's a little more than most of the editors I've worked with will do in that some of them he'll go in and he'll say I would do this like this and rewrite like five or six lines for me Hmm. um, which I think is great because then I don't have to do it (laughs) <laughs> um but mostly he's just leaving me like like doing like copy edit type stuff where he's like cutting words or like and then leaving me comments to say like I don't think this is working this is working great I don't think this piece belongs here and then again dumping more ideas in and being like what if we did it like this and I'm like okay <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> these ideas are good because there are a lot of them um, and then I took his red line edit and then revised the manuscript
0: Interesting. So he, he never like did a a draft. He just went through the whole draft. That's very interesting.
4: Yeah. And it's a little, he's a (laughs) little more hands-on than your average editor. Like I've never had an editor actually rewrite prose for me, unless it was like, like a line edit, like put this clause before this clause type stuff. I've had editors do that. Christy does a lot of that when she's line editing, but this was more like content. Like I don't, your presentation would be better this way. Or he would take something and say like, you have it in this order. And he calls it the Brandon way to do this would be to do it in this order. So you have this dramatic beat. And like every time I I agreed with all of them. There was never anything. The only notes that I ignored really of his there were a couple of things where i was like he just forgot what the continuity is that's not right because he <laughs> has a lot of continuity to keep track of and this is like not like the cosmo yeah, if yeah. he's like right in with the nitty-gritty and all of it right this is yeah. much looser mm-hmm. um and then there were some notes on the romance like for example he was like do we really need to know that fm thinks that rig has a crush on spensa and i was like Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh, I ignored some of that. But most of the stuff where he's like re- reorganizing things, I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's so much better. And then I do it his way because he's good at this.
0: Were there mm-hmm. like a few rounds of that or just what, like <laughs> one round?
4: Just one for each book. So it's kind of funny because <sighs> then it went to beta. Uh And edit simultaneously because we were on a really tight schedule. I didn't love doing edit and beta in the same draft, but I did. Um, And then, so some of the like more nitpicky stuff, I'm not sure that he even knows how it ended up. (laughs) Because like occasionally he'll be like, isn't it like this? And I'm like, no, that was in the draft you read, but now it's not like that anymore. So I think Defiant (laughs) continuity might be interesting. (laughs) Oh
0: Oh my God. Great.
1: (laughs) What betas are for? Yeah, that's
4: what betas are
5: for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not worried at all about it. Can't you <laughs> By see? By the in time it gets
4: to print, it will be fine. It will. It
0: will be totally fine. <laughs> we
4: have a team for
2: this. <laughs> that's just
0: very interesting. Uh, yeah. but that's a, that's an interesting revision process that I guess I didn't expect because I thought he did like a whole draft. But I mean,
5: Mm-mm.
0: like he doesn't have time. He's 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 a busy guy. He's a yeah. very very busy guy. Yeah. Uh, I think, frankly, that it genuinely incredible uh to me that the two styles of like brandon's writing yes. and your writing then like really gelled together uh, in the yeah. series like they feel i mean they're not the same right but they they feel like a cohesive whole to me i've heard like a few people say that that's not true but uh i i felt like it fit really well and read really easily mm-hmm. personally So it's just kind of funny because Brandon didn't do like a full draft. Uh, Like, obviously, there's Brandon Words in there, right? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. There's a few. Not a lot. Like, mostly, mostly he was just um, giving me feedback on more of the larger picture and then doing like some little stuff.
0: I mean, that's the more useful feedback generally.
4: Yeah, exactly. And that's the stage that it's at when he sees it is the story. And I think like, I think even in his own writing, he's more focused on story than he is on prose. Like those are just his priorities and that works out very well for him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly.
2: Speaking of the beta process, uh, you mentioned before that the romance in Sunreach was something that came out as this needs to be looked at further, this needs fixing. Mm -hmm. Was there any other big things like that that, in the beta paid okay, back to you um i'm trying to remember the i think
4: with read on i really struggled writing read on and i think by the time it went to beta i had the plot i that was the one where i was emailing a lot with brandon being like this like i had a hard time gelling all anique and her goals with why she needs pilots and skyward flight and i, I remember emailing with brandon and being like her they have to be the answer to her problem and she has to be the answer to theirs, and it's not lining up. And we did yeah. I did a lot of work on that, but I think that was all before I went to beta because I was real aware of those issues in EverShore. Um I the the planet appears and I had like some flooding happening. And then in the beta, like people were like, I think that this would have like some more effect on the planet. You need to work on it. And so I added some more consequences. That might've been when I added the flooding. Might not have even had very much flooding before that. And I added, I added some more stuff. And then it went, I turned in the final draft and uh, we'd done continuity. Brandon had read it. It had been edited. We'd been through everything. And uh, Peter did some actual research that none of us had done. (laughs) Amazing. And he was like, so none of this is right. <laughs> this is not what would <laughs> happen if a planet like came into orbit. And like this is not hard science fiction, right? But we need to be in the ballpark.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
4: And like I had sort of vaguely known that like planets rip each other apart, but I was kind of hoping to just get away with it. And <laughs> I did not. <laughs> and so we were... In the final, like, this is due in a week, final copy to the publisher. And I, and like, Peter's like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. And Brandon had the brilliant idea about the grab caps on the planet. So this is like last minute. He's like, we can just put grab caps on the planet. And I was like, okay, I've got all this flooding. So I need to do something in between. So I don't have to go back at this stage and cut out all the flooding. No one else is going to read this. We can't, I'll make too many mistakes. And so I went in and I sort of massaged it. And got it to all sort of line up where we had consequences and we had graph caps and we had all the things. And then Peter read it again just to catch any like issues that I caused sentence wise when I um, like was cutting and pasting things and moving things around. that late that's in the game.
1: easy errors so to So that make. was
4: like last minute yeah oh that,
1: that was one of my favorite lines in Evershore, where it's like well as soon as the tel- planet teleported i'm like oh this is going to be bad and then like a couple paragraphs later it's so, like th- the title authority is like please move your planet <laughs> <laughs> we're going to experience massive flooding if one of our plants doesn't rip the other in half first i'm like <laughs> like it's so funny because it's such a, like a yeah. straight delivery <laughs>
3: So yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, and then like the <laughs> planet has grab caps. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was so smart. They have
4: this technology and if you're like bringing a planet no. around places, they would have run into this problem before. So, no. I thought that was awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it, it the difference between a uh, hard SF and this is that we have magic and essentially magical technology like grav caps. Right, it's just yeah. like, great cool. Nice."
4: Yeah. And we don't have to know how they work necessarily because no. it's not hard SF. Yeah. And
0: I imagine that will never come up. How they yeah. work,
1: either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean that's not yeah. the the plot of one of the future books you're gonna what?
5: write?
1: <laughs> Riggs
5: making Maybe a better version is. of
1: grab caps and
0: going yes. going into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: The science is not my strong point. I actually one of the betas, Jaden. Um, he's a fighter pilot, and so he fixes all mm-hmm. the flying. Right. So that it's like he's like this is not how. And I just in November, Jaden came out to minicon and I sat down, and I was like, okay. I've read Skyward. I've done a little bit of research, but you got to explain how
0: G-forces work
4: to me. He gave me this whole lesson, and I was like, oh, that's what's happening. you will still probably be fixing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, when, when you're writing so many things, like, yeah. research time is very precious.
4: It is, yeah, yes.
3: Yeah,
0: Easier to just have someone explain it to you.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that's what the experts
3: are for. Yep. And that's why you have meta experts. <laughs>
0: yep. Mm-hmm, that's yep. that's right.
2: Yeah. Do you have a favorite moment in any of the three books that that stands out as just like your favorite moment to happen in the book? It's the 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 scene where Jorgen explodes. I love that.
4: <laughs> I love that chapter. <laughs> I was looking forward to writing it the whole time and then I just love how it turned out. And then I, the comments are conversation I, yeah.
0: too. I loved the conversation with uh jorgen and fm because fm's like we need to talk we clearly very clearly need to talk
4: and their relationship was something that wasn't in my outline any of the outlines at all and when i was brandon had read about half of Redon, and we were talking about evershore and i had had some things in the evershore outline um and he was like you know who you need to use for this is fm because they have this relationship that you built that I wasn't like I, I knew I had built a relationship there, but I hadn't thought it all the way through because it wasn't in the outline. It just right. sort of like evolved. And then I was really I was mm-hmm. really happy with the way there all of that turned out.
0: Yeah, it really tied the series together, I felt, because mm-hmm. that, that yeah. relationship evolved in all three novellas. So that that was an excellent
3: like it tied them all together. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It It's also nice to have such a strong like male female uh friendship like that. Because there aren't that many out there. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, Particularly in Brandon's books. (laughs) I will throw some shade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're super fans. We're allowed. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Totally, yeah. It's important to know. uh, I I think on a stream, people are like, why are you guys trashing on Alloy? I'm like, no, we're not saying Alloy is bad. It's just we're super fans, and that doesn't mean that we can't critique the things we liked or didn't like uh Mm -hmm. we're we've done hundreds of episodes and videos and things we're we're here we're not going anywhere
4: yeah no i'm a super critical person i rip apart the stuff i love all the time so you guys can ask me the tough questions if you want i'm not going to be offended if you're like i don't like how you did this what was happening here go ahead
0: (laughs) i mean jess i know you have an evershore comment (laughs)
2: Oh, I I was actually going to go off that because I Uh I know that I was talking to you directly about it. But um, I'm interested about the inclusion of the life buster because I thought that was a wonderful tie-in back to the first book that had just kind of disappeared and been left behind. And when it turned up, I was super excited, even though it's this terrifying bomb that's coming to kill them all. So I just wanted to ask about... uh, where that idea came from, how that got included.
4: Yeah, that wasn't in my original outline either. But when I'm like sort of doing my nitty gritty, what's going to happen in this battle right before I write it sort of outlining, I was trying to think of, okay, the way that I usually plot fight scenes is I look at what are our assets? What are their assets? What does it make sense for them to do? What does it make sense for us to do? And then I try and like mesh them together because I want to make sure that I, first of all, that the battle is interesting and not just, we shoot because space combat, it's all, I fly and I shoot, I fly and I shoot. <laughs> right? like we got some interesting
5: battles. <laughs> are hard to
4: actually
3: oh, oh, yeah. ever read in I'm, I'm just going to be taking I notes for my aerial Apple combat
0: speed. in my book.
3: You know, like yeah. taking notes. <laughs> well, and the and I'm not Brandon, even dealing with aerial combat. Yeah.
4: The advice that Brandon gave me is you always want to have something cool that they have to interact with so that every battle is different. Right, And so when I got to the end of Sunreach and I was ready to write that battle, I actually texted Brandon and I was like, I have no ideas, but I need to make this awesome. And I know your brain is full of ideas. Give me some awesome space battle ideas. And he texted me three of them. And one of them was a giant space monster. And I was like, done. And the other two I wrote down. (laughs) And I would use them another time. I haven't used them yet, but I will.
0: Later novellas.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, But so as I was doing that, I was like, this was like their main tactic. It would be super useful here. I can't not have one show up because the superiority haven't just forgotten that these things exist, right? Just because one was defeated one time doesn't mean they're never going to bring them. And it wasn't really relevant when we had like the shield, when we had like, right. Right. It wasn't super relevant. Like that's not necessarily the best way to go at taking Mm -hmm. them out. But so I felt like they had to bring one and the, the risk that I felt like I was taking was that I don't want to undercut what Spensa did. And so my intent and whether this came out on the page or not, my intent was that Spensa was the pioneer. Spencer figured out how we deal with these things. And so then when the thing shows up, we know what to do. It's still scary to do it because if Alanine gets the timing right, she's going to die. Right. But like we know Spencer did it before. Now we have Cytonics. We know how to use them. It's not like a sudden like development for us to know that we can teleport the thing out. And so that was the intention. I don't know. I don't know how well I succeeded at that, but that was the thought process.
1: It did work for me. Like uh, the comparison, like we used in our ever short reaction Park, mm-hmm. um episode was like, when you have at the beginning of a video game, like a final boss, and then later on you encounter the same creature, but it's
5: oh, yeah. a mid-level
1: <laughs> MOOC. So right. it was a kind of like, oh yes, this was this big scary thing in, but we know how to deal with it now. So it's like, but I didn't, actually put in the thought of like oh yeah like spencer explicitly figured out what you need to do they can just do the same thing again
5: especially because mm-hmm. they know
1: how the teleporting works now in much more detail
5: mm-hmm.
0: right i i do love the ending of Evershore though that just so much happens I, I i love it like it, it's it's you know brandon loves his brandon avalanches and so it this is just a giant giant avalanche and i i, I always love those they're so good
1: mm-hmm. i love all of the Um, Slugs showing up.
5: That that was. I'm like, very. It's my favorite.
1: It's one of my favorite tropes. I'm like, it will get me every single time. It's like so good. And then you get the planet teleporting.
4: I don't know why I did not anticipate how popular the slugs were going to be. Yeah. If I had, I would have made sure to like use every single like like is it twist, never appears again after Sunreach. Like because I did not realize this was going to be the thing that everyone is here for. And I'd already written Never <laughs> Sure by the time Sunreach came out and like I discovered that this is what everyone wants. And so yeah.
5: There's that, was a surprise. Next time. that
4: was a surprise. Yeah, next time. Mm-hmm.
5: There's
0: a big pro slug uh fan base on on the seventh chart Discord.
1: Awesome. Yes. Well, it's like when you first joined the Discord. Like, I woke up the following morning to a lot of hubbub about, like, like some slug rebellion or something. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I have just
5: like I saw the page night.
2: for
3: that. The silly one, yeah. Because Tom fan mm-hmm. sent it to me.
2: I I take full responsibility
0: for writing that. <laughs>
1: That was awesome. And it off with a bang in the in the <laughs> fandom. Yes,
0: yes, yes. I think you were thinking of get having a slug named Hoyd.
4: Yeah. So I asked Brandon on the stream, and he said yes. So I'm super excited. I'd already written never sure at that point, right? So like, I Later. didn't get to do it in this set, but future books, Darcy and I have plans.
5: Ooh.
0: <laughs> Yeah, because Darcy was saying that she was, like, you and her talked a lot about uh, a lot. these, yeah. which is why you're bringing mm-hmm. her on.
4: Yes, yeah. Like, it was one of those, like, she, I mean, I wrote the books, like, in this, like, when we do future books, she will do writing, but she was, like, after I met her in the Sunreach beta, and when we were talking about the FM romance, like, we got to be friends, and then, like, the the problem that I had before I did the beta um, was that... I was writing these books sort of in a vacuum because like, like I say, like I co-write because I am happier when I'm working with people, but working with Brandon is a lot like working alone. Cause I can't get a hold of him all the time. Right? Like it's, it's, it's a co-writership in the sense of like, these ideas are not mine, all of that. And that is wonderful, but I don't get the social energy from him and I'm never going to. Right. And so I was and like, no one I knew had even read the books. And so like it, and it was the pandemic. So I didn't have a lot of like, opportunity to right. talk to people and so a couple of people close to me i was like you have to read this because i need someone to talk to actually one of them was my nine-year-old daughter like i had the books and i was like i'm reading these books she's, she's a big reader and i was like you know these books they're on the harder side for you but if you read them i need somebody to talk to and she immediately was like mom wants to talk to me about a book <laughs> i'm <was> like <laughs> took the books off and read them so she was my sounding <clears throat> board for when i was outlining and things it was really fun oh that's for the most part, I didn't have anybody in my life who really cared about the world, you know? And so it was pretty lonely. And then the beta starts up and I, I, I wasn't even really aware of what the beta process was. Brandon was like, do you want to do a Sanderson beta? And I was like, Hey, more eyes is good. Sure. And then Peter like hooks me up with all this stuff. And I'm like, this is insane. The spreadsheet is nuts. (laughs) I had a little mini panic attack of what did I get myself into? (laughs) And then like, I, I get added to this Facebook group and I'm like, people want to talk about these books (laughs) and they're all like we don't you know like we don't want to take up too much of your time and I'm like no be my friends (laughs) 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 literally what happened and so Darcy and I got to be friends and it was just so nice to have somebody to like be excited about what I was doing with me and I could be like so I've got this scene and I think this is what I'm going to do with it and she'd be like that's awesome and it was just really good it was awesome and it helped drive some energy into the process that i was having all this anxiety and depression about right, it awesome.
0: right. that makes sense uh, yeah. and, and for those of you who don't know yes that the sanderson betas are an entire production yeah. that's that it's yeah i, uh, it's I to look at
3: the Shard one from the kickstarter because i haven't had a time yeah. but i really want to look at
0: it uh ju- just so anyone knows the um amount of words in the oathbringer beta was longer than oathbringer that, that <laughs> And I think insane. that happened in *Rhythm of War* as well. So. The
4: process is so cool, though. Like this, I guess for people who don't know, there's a whole spreadsheet, and they put the they number the paragraphs of the chapter. So, like they number them, and then you put your comments. And so, I don't even have to look back at the book most of the time. I just read down the spreadsheet, and it's like being inside of people's minds as they're reading the book and like every once in a while there'll be one that i i'm like i don't know what that's referring to and i have to go look but for the most part it's just like it's like being a so passenger in people's brains while they're oh reading it is so cool
3: <laughs> it is so interesting because i i did a lot of reactions for rhythm of war i still have those on a dock somewhere and that uh, right now that i'm reading the black company and- my reaction for those chapter by chapter
5: mm-hmm. and i was
3: all and they always wondered like how there are a couple of other people i know that do that for other series um someone that did it for the cosmere and now wheel of time and it's always strange to be like okay wait this happens in this chapter and this happens in this chapter because it all bled for me and so i always
5: mm-hmm.
3: i don't know what chapter like things happen it's just like the book and so, like, hearing you describe it, like, that is so interesting. I know why you want to look at that stanchard beta even more. And there's always end-of-chapter
0: reactions. You always have to yeah. write those. And um, end-of-book reaction, too. Yep. Which is super helpful. Yes. And it...
4: Yes. I don't know how. I'm just in awe of Peter and his team <laughs> taking that for a Stormlight book. Yeah. And <sighs> then implementing it. It was overwhelming for me with these. And they are only 60,000 words. Like... <laughs>
5: Well,
1: it, Stormlight is done by part. Like it, it yeah, has to but be. Like,
4: still, that's just so much
0: s- feedback. So much feedback to distill down to useful things. Yeah,
4: yeah exactly. What I did is I actually printed them. Uh, I printed out the whole spreadsheet and then I took a highlighter and I highlighted everything that was actionable because a lot of it, and I don't want people to stop doing this. A lot of it is like, yay, this is awesome. I love this, squee, which is great when I'm reading it. But when I'm working, I don't want to see that right? Like I want it and then I don't want it anymore.
5: And so I just
4: highlight things and then I go through and like just pull out the highlighted page. What am I doing in this chapter? And I deal with the actionable stuff. And that works pretty well. But Stormlight book is like orders of magnitude more.
0: So yeah, it's not just that it's four times longer than a regular book. It's also just all the continuity and other work that you have to do.
3: Yeah. (sighs) That must be hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes,
0: it is. And things still get wrong in the final product even though yep. like, tons of people have seen it because it's also very fast to do all that and sometimes yeah. you don't know what is like the continuity error far in advance necessarily and then you're like oh no this is this is wrong in some
2: you pick up by accident because you happen to be looking at two different things randomly you're like hang on a minute Hang on, these things they do not work together, and you, you never would necessarily pick up on them just by doing a single read through and then yeah. seeing them individually. So yeah,
0: yeah but it, I I don't know uh, how they distill down the beta comments to useful things because that is uh.
4: I'm really interested in that process. I'm gonna have to ask Peter sometime how he
0: does that. There, I, I forget her name. There's a person who like really like pairs a lot of it down into like useful things. Uh sorry, I forgot your name. Uh, I I know I'd instantly <laughs> recognize uh, the name on the in the Dragonsteel team, but I I totally forgot. I just mm. have
4: one more thing to say about the Dragonsteel oh, team. Something please. that people yeah. don't necessarily like. I think fully appreciate is like. Brandon's team is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like everyone gives Brandon all the credit for being able to write so fast, but like I am an indie author, I have to do on my own books everything myself, <laughs> and it, the production <laughs> takes so much time, and I'm not as good at it as as they are, right? But like Peter and Karen, the con- she's uh, Brandon's continuity editor, mm-hmm. and like just the whole they they have this huge team, and everyone is so good, and that is at least 50% of why Brandon can do what he does. Like he, Mm. because production is so involved and it takes so much effort and time. And if it's wrong, people notice, right? Like if things are not done correctly, um, it like people don't necessarily appreciate how much it affects their experience, stuff going from first draft to production because they've never seen the first drafts. (laughs) They saw the first drafts, they would. Um, (laughs) And so I just, I was so grateful to work with that team. They are incredible.
0: Yeah, I, I... The difference between, like, Elantris uh, and Mistborn to Brandon is starting to hire uh, people to do these things, uh, it's a big quality increase. I was reading The Well of Ascension, Leatherbound, and I found an error. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, those didn't go through, like, the same continuity and editing that Brandon does now.
2: Yeah. And if anyone wants to see what it's like to go from first draft to final draft with Brandon, Wallbreaker is on Brandon's site with every single oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you feel like reading through
0: Wallbreaker like one.
3: five times.
0: He he made he made changes. He he posted that live for the internet to see.
3: Yes. that's how draft. i first found the Warbreaker. well years after so it was the final draft but i i found it because he'd posted it on the internet forever and i was like i've heard of this author this author's on my tbr i didn't think i'd find this author because you can't find english books easily here right right um yeah i was incredibly surprised when the other day i went to uh, the bookshop it, it isn't even one of the good ones it has this reputation but there is nothing like well at least in like the things that i like to read there's nothing ever and then i saw like literally all of the wheel of time and literally almost all of brandon's books but they were there and i was like oh my god
0: oh that's pretty funny
3: (laughs) so uh that's what an adaptation will do for you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And also,
0: if you want to see the revision process with, like, Brandon's notes going along with it, if you backed the way of King's Kickstarter, he posted all the darn chart drafts and beta comments, if you want to see it. Uh, they're they're all anonymized, <laughs> uh, and you can check those out if you did that. Um, and it, it's it's interesting to see. So, Jancy, did you... How many drafts total were there? So there was there was that Brandon draft you you put in that feedback and then baited it?
4: Yeah. So it was um, my first draft that I wrote and then my pass to fix all the stuff I already knew about. And then Brandon's is number three. And then then beta and edit at the same time, beta, beta and line edit. Brandon was basically being my content editor. Um, and then... Beta and line I would do simultaneously. I don't like doing it that way, but because it's a lot of changes, but, um, we had to, because of the schedule, we couldn't, we didn't have enough time. And then, um, after, after that I turn in what's essentially my final and then they do gamma on it. So that's five, I think. Yes. I would prefer to have done six, but we did five. Right. Yeah. Just because of the schedule.
0: Yeah. Uh I, I can understand why your anxiety got uh very high. I, I'm I'm feeling anxiety just hearing about how busy the schedule is. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah,
4: yeah. and this was not all I was doing. Right. I still have commitments to like my other series, and so I was also putting out books for other things at the same time.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Jesus
4: <Jeez>. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> And I'm a mom and my kids do online school. So Yeah, well, so you, like, you have a lot to do there too. Madness. Yeah, it was crazy. I would never want to do that again. Not again. My whole goal for this year is to slow down. It's like my only goal. Slow that, down.
0: That's the best New Year's resolution, yeah. really. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Um, well, hopefully this time around you have uh, more time with mm-hmm. the future Skyward books. Yeah. You already know that you're going to be doing them and can start working on them whenever. So...
4: So we had talked about doing for um, Defiant what we did for Cytonic um, and doing the three novellas right around it. And that's why it's one of the reasons why um, Evershore ends before, like way before Cytonic ends. It's weeks before. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do that. The final Evershore was the final interlude with Jorgen and Spensa. I would love to have gotten to that. But the reason I didn't was because we were Mm -hmm. thinking about doing these novellas and Defiant is probably picking up right after Cytonic, so I wouldn't have space in there to do it. And so we left me a space to write those books. And then I started doing math and about when my likely deadlines would be. And I realized that it would require me to work every bit as hard this year as I worked last year, and I couldn't do it. And so I went to Brandon, and I was like, I'm real worried about this. And he said, let's just do let's just do more books after. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. thank you. I can breathe now. I can't do, I can't, I might do a big crunch like that. I say never again. It's possible I will do something like that again in my life, but I need to give myself a break first.
0: That, that sounds like a really good idea uh, <laughs> yeah. because yeah. that sounds very stressful. Um, yeah. Will the later Skyward books that you're working on with Darcy, are they going to be branded novellas? Are they going to, are they just going to call them novels at that stage? Cause they're really novels anyway. So um, that
4: has not been announced what we're doing, so okay. I know the answer to that, but
0: oh. uh <laughs> oh, see here heroes, I was like, oh, do you want to talk about these things that's totally fine, if not uh,
4: you can may- ask me more questions about them because I would love to talk about them, but i can' a- I can I can't answer everything
5: okay
3: <laughs> you know we were speculating on possible p o v characters for yeah. that during our ever show episode, and they are some interesting options. who are you speculating about? So we were thinking uh, well, vapor because Ooh. Figment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want more we figments. Want figments. We want more figments. <laughs> uh, Hesha was another option. And I wanted uh, Kimmelin. Oh my God, there was,
5: Kimmelin. I wanted Kimmelin, did, well, Kimmelin, Kimmelin of so course.
0: badly. I, I feel like Kimmelin was a character that you you just needed to say, okay, I I can't do an arc for everyone. And Kimmelin was yeah, like intentionally mm-hmm. yeah. someone you couldn't do that. And who's there? And that's great. But... If have I had, had
5: yeah.
4: time and permission to do these as full Skyward novels, because they are novels, we call them novellas. Originally, it was for rights reasons. Now the publisher's involved, so the rights reasons went away. We call them novellas because they're shorter than the other books, and we don't want people to expect Skyward novels, right? But um, if I had been able to do that, then I totally would have spent a lot more time with Kimlin and Ned and, like, developed Sadie mm-hmm. and t and Tatnip. Like, I think people are totally... Totally justified in being like, but I wanted more of this and I wanted more of that and she didn't develop this and she didn't develop that. These are twice as long as they were supposed to be. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of stuff I wanted to develop too and would love to develop in the future.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, even if Brandon's working on a Stormlight book, he cannot do everything. Like right. even that yeah. amount of space. He cannot do yeah. it.
4: Yeah. And he doesn't like, having a co-writer takes a lot of time off of his, like I, I the work that I do reduces the footprint on his schedule a lot but it doesn't reduce it to zero um, and I've told him like I can't I can't write these books without him because I need access to those ideas like I just it's not
5: mm,
4: mm, I, I'm just not capable of doing that um, and so I do require something of him that makes it that we have we're pretty limited
1: in what we can do that makes sense I guess yeah. one question I have that you're probably not going to be in it able to answer because like and not knowing what the status of the universe is going to be after Defiant, Mm -hmm. yeah are you more looking at like focusing on the characters we know or like expanding the universe beyond detritus and all of those humans like
4: so i think i can answer that um when we were talking about that um brandon gave me some advice that i think he I want to say he got it from Tom Doherty. The Tom Doherty told him um, was the advice is that the series is the characters. Mm -hmm. And so Brandon said, if you want people to follow you forward in a series, you continue with the same characters. There's a huge and I don't know, like numbers wise, but I know that there's a drop off between Mistborn Era 1 and Mistborn Era 2 because we lost those Mm -hmm. same characters if it had been about those same people. More people would have come forward, and so because of that, it's not—it's not to say we'll never jump somewhere else in the universe, but like this is not the moment to do that if we want people to continue mm. reading, which we do. And I have lots more. I would
0: love to do with some of these people. So, just a tea stall novella, just all about tea <laughs> stall. Like, what does that mean, though?
2: Well, <laughs> in the end, is catnip?
0: <laughs> That that so hilarious. was hilarious. Was like, or was it catnip? Like, uh, that was are they, so Do fun. you
2: know? Are they brothers? Are they best friends? Are they boyfriends? Okay. They're, well, I mean,
4: <laughs> they are friends, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're not anything else. I'm not saying they are. I'm not saying they are. not That's something we should probably talk about. Um, is the the lack of LGBT characters.
5: Yeah. Um,
4: yeah. I when I approach I've I've written in other people's settings a lot. Um, in fact, all of the books I've co-written were other people's settings and ideas because I'm not the idea person. And when I approach writing in someone else's world, the first thing I do is look at what's been set up and I sort of build myself a mental box of these are the parameters of what we're doing and I'm not going to try to jump, especially with something like this with an existing audience, way outside the parameter box, right? And with Brandon, there's some Mm -hmm. stuff that's really like explicit, explicit, huh, this is funny, given what I'm gonna say. Um, I understand the sexual content, like, limitations, and I would not try to jump outside of those sure, in a right. Brandon book, right? The swearing limitations, although now I understand that there are some books that don't, aren't inside those limitations, so I don't understand what's yeah, going
0: on. Yeah, the original on. had definitely had right. swearing, but...
4: What's up with that? That, <laughs> that you, is like, Mary
0: Robinette. Cool. Well, yeah, like, yeah I, I guess. She
4: apparently doesn't do a parameter box in her head like I do. It's fine. <laughs> Good for
0: her. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, maybe it's an audio original, so, like, not too many people would read it, so it's like, yeah, it'll probably I know. be fine. I yeah,
4: don't know. but, like, and there are, now people can fight me on this, but for the most part, there just aren't LGBTQ characters in his work. Like, not I many. feel like when people try to explain to me where mm-hmm. there are, I'm like, that's, that's real subtle and not very important to the plots. And because things. And it's do good accidentally. Yeah. And I understand that this is like possibly going to change and stuff, but I feel like what's on the page is what matters at this moment. So it didn't even occur to me that it was an option to have LGBT characters oh, Um, because it wasn't inside the parameter box of what I had, right? And then we did the beta and when we did the beta, I became aware that there was a lot of demand for this in the audience, um, which I wasn't aware of before. And so then knowing that I went to Brandon and said, okay, so tell me what the parameters are for this. We didn't talk about it explicitly. I just assumed based on what was there. Um, And he said, no, absolutely. You can write LGBT characters. And I was like, "Oh, that—that's good to know." But at that point, I'd already written *Sunreach*, mm-hmm. and we had—I had the point of view character set, and obviously, Jorgen is has an existing relationship, so I, I didn't have any leeway with him. Mm-hmm. And I was so uncomfortable making the first LGBT character in *The Side of Us* an alien. I was just like,
5: mm-hmm.
4: "No, right? Like that just didn't feel respectful yeah. to me. That felt real problematic." Um, and so that's why there aren't. And, and like, I didn't want to do, like, some side queer baby thing, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And so that's why there aren't any in these, but we're aware of it, and I'm really excited about what we have planned.
5: Cool. There,
2: there's a line in read-on. and I actually asked Brandon a question mm-hmm. about this in my Cytonic co- copy from Kimmelin, And he Mm -hmm. confirmed for my question that she is queer, which I am like over the moon. I remember that. And I am really looking forward to at some point, this probably coming up and being a thing in the story. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember getting to that scene and I I, I was like jumping for joy. I was like, she's queer. I know she's queer. (laughs) I can see the overtones. I spent my life looking for them.
4: (laughs) I was so happy to see people pick up on that.
0: Yeah, not everyone will, but the uh, yeah, and that's definitely fine. some will.
4: That's fine.
0: Yeah. Ooh. So, are the future skyward things after Defiant? Are they going to be set after Defiant specifically?
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I had to think because there've been several plans.
0: There right, was that like uh,
4: when we were doing novellas, we talked about doing one before, we talked about doing one during, but no, it's gonna be after.
3: Interesting.
0: I'm trying to think of other questions yeah. that can even be asked about it. Because, like, obviously.
3: Cause yeah, cause because, not a lot. Yeah. yeah.
5: No, no, Brendan mentioned
3: uh, when he was doing his like uh, live blog of writing uh, The End of Defiant, how hmm. there were multiple POV characters. So, that I was like, how is that going to tie into the Nobelist? Which characters are they? I mean, I assume Jorgen, but maybe yeah, somebody I
4: else. I don't even know. <laughs>
0: I mean, Brandon's All doing right. the typical, ooh, it's the final battle. We have to switch <laughs> well, into everyone's heads yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Wait, so I am really curious about that and how it will affect the Novelis, But
0: Which, by the way, I loved Jorgen uh, just like, satanically communicating with everyone. That was a great way to coordinate the battle. Like, we have the magic, like, let's just yep. do that because otherwise it'd just be confusing. I like that.
4: Yeah, I was excited to win. So Brandon wanted... Jorgen to end up in command. And to me, what was set up, these were like the parameters that I was talking about earlier, um, that I didn't have as much freedom, which is fine with me. But when reading, like in reading the first two books, I had a really hard time wrapping my mind around how I was going to make that his happy ending because that seems antithetical to what was set up. And I thought about it a lot and been like sort of like, why does he end up? And one of the ideas that Brandon had was the like super communication. Makes him still able to use powers, even like if he's behind a desk, right? Which is I sure thought, was a really good addition. And then I, I tried to like build an arc that like got him from this very different place that he is in Skyward to, mm. and then he's still not super happy about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it, I love that scene. It it is a bit like, in some sense, it's a bit preposterous uh, to have like. Like it's yeah. like oh yeah the the kids are in charge like yeah. okay the yeah. the YA trophy. I mm-hmm. still loved it though even though like <laughs> if you if you look at it from a part like does this really make sense I don't know it's 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 cool enough that I'm that it makes sense to me.
4: I was hoping that the like. The sense that these kids are literally the only ones who understand the powers of <laughs> <laughs> yep. that happening makes does them have at least a justification for why that's happening.
1: And they're also the only ones that have actually made alliances. Right, with, yeah. Uh, yeah. Alien species. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it makes sense, but it's just like, it's like, mm, yeah. yeah, this is definitely mm-hmm. a YA series. yeah. yeah. It, it's
0: some things, uh, and I know you haven't listened to our ever short episode. Uh, I also know that you rarely listen to any uh, thing like that. So I was very surprised you listened mm-hmm. to the Sunreach and Read On ones.
4: Yeah, I don't engage with reviews because I feel like it's not a healthy thing to do, like obsessing over what's wrong with your book when it's already out and you can't fix it. Yeah. But you guys are so, like, even when you say critical things, like you say them, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: <laughs> it's awesome. Like, like I think one of the things uh, Alla was saying is like ah, she mm-hmm. just doesn't like everyone being paired up and so that that is a reason why yeah. with Arturo and That's Alanik fair. and I'm yeah. like I mean that makes sense for me in a YA series yeah. like that is yeah. typically the thing that happens I feel like.
4: And I will say that in the future like I feel like I see a lot of speculation which speculation is awesome and before the book is published everybody's right right? Um, <laughs> but
5: A lot <laughs> of a nice speculation about
4: it. who's going to be paired up with who but Looking to the future, I am looking to, and I think Darcy agrees with me, pair people up with people who are not in the flight. <laughs> so it's not like everyone, like we have like this flight that is just the set of couples, right? <laughs> and, like all in each sort of different. And like rigs outside the flight somewhat. But I would like to get farther out. Yeah, And so I feel like people have a lot of ships that they're really attached to. And it's not that I don't think they would be wonderful, but I just, I have a, a, an, an inability to suspend disbelief so far as to believe that everyone's perfect match was sitting right here in this
0: flight.
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's right, exactly. Flight
4: school, right? Like we gotta, we gotta branch out a little bit. You, right.
0: Here's a free idea. Have a human resonant romance with those rocks. You know, in Cytonic. <laughs> it's, or talk about that
3: never show, or, possible, or a, a
0: human figment romance, easy. Just like, yeah, they're definitely not in the flight, easy peasy. They're
4: definitely not in the flight <laughs> yet. They're not in the flight yet. I
0: I feel like there. If if you want some free ideas, just like ridiculous romances, how how would that work? No idea. I have no idea.
4: <laughs> I feel like I was pushing it with Alter, Arturo and Halleenique. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think that's part of the why uh, Ian and Ala were just like, eh, eh, eh,
3: Yeah, which is, I get it. Yeah, I liked it. So, kind of unrelated to what you were talking about before, but I mean, still side words. I was wondering how did you approach writing Dear Dale and the Kitson cultures, and the, and so oh. was, like, the clash between like their cultures and the human ones, because that was like, one of my favorite parts of uh, Read On and Evershore.
4: So back in the beginning when like Brandon and I didn't quite understand each other and our, each other's work habits as well as we do now, Brandon was like, and you can make this culture, whatever you want. And I was like,
0: <laughs> I would really like some parameters, please. Thanks. Okay.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and so I really liked the like Elvin connection where he, she's, uh, all he gets described as Elfin. Yeah. Um, and so I sort of ran with that and. I based my original ideas for read on my original ideas was trees that were planted in sort of like an ocean and like the roots are down under the water and they move around on this ocean. Um, and I based that on, uh, if anybody's played elder scrolls, Valenwood wood is like the wood elf cities. And there, there hasn't been, I haven't played the, the MMORPG, but in the main games, there hasn't been like a main game set there, but the lore is that the trees move around. So their cities travel, around and i always thought that was such a cool idea and so i pitched that to brandon and he said well if you want cool space battles you'll put them in space instead and like suspend them on chunks of um acclivity <laughs> stone and i was like you are right <laughs> that is exactly what i will do um it's a then, cool
0: idea though the, in the, the trees really in the ocean totally oh cool. but yeah if you want it in space yeah right exactly yeah
4: i was like no obviously that's what we should do and then and then he i think he threw out the it's make it a gas giant and have them suspended and so then i went and did a bunch of. Research on gas giants and stuff. And people like to be like, well, gravity would be like this, gravity would be like that. And at least as far as I read, gravity on a gas giant widely varies and can be anything. So, like, yeah, it's a little coincidental that every planet we go to, the gravity is within like this range of human comfort, but it's fiction. (laughs) And I'm not going to deal with that (laughs) for your book. So, maybe someday.
0: That's that's a later book. (laughs) That's a late yeah. book.
4: Thing. Yeah, it could be cool if that was like the concept for the setting. Is we go someplace and like maybe we lose our ships, but like we have these totally different gravity limitations and we're throwing ourselves all over. That could be awesome. But that's sure. like a world concept that didn't
0: really fit with the plots. That I
3: right, had. right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I really like the illustration that Heather, who is uh between Sky and C on Discord, did for that. It's amazing. Oh yeah, the
0: fan art is so fun.
1: Oh man, she's great. Um, riffing off that because. Vidon also has a reference to Tolkien in it. Yes. And there was some disagreement on mm-hmm. the timing of that connection. Was Tolkien a cytonic?:
4: <laughs> So in my mind, this is not Canon, so it could change, because mm-hmm. not on the page. In my mind, what happened was not that Tolkien was a Cytonic, but that Tolkien knew Erdale Cytonics, who had okay. come to Earth. That was my intention and that like the old elven myths that he was working from were inspired mm-hmm. by erdell cytonics and then different erdell cytonics long long later met tolkien and he based his stuff on them
1: L- Lucky i was both wrong and right so
5: I- <laughs> <laughs> this but is what i thought you meant itself. so i
2: am pleased i got that right awesome
0: I look at you being, oh, it's not on the page, so it's not canon. Like, it's not it, on
2: the page, so it's not
4: canon. Like, it might change. Even in the stuff that I yeah. read, it might change. Um, a lot of times stuff does change because it's like, what do we need it to be to fit this story, right? And and did we say anything in the past that contradicted that? No. So that's what it is now, right? <laughs> so these things can change.
0: That's always what I want people to remember about Words of Brandon, is that uh, these things oh, can yeah. change. And that's right. important. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people are like, this is canon. It's like, well, eh
4: yeah if it's not on the page, even if Brandon says it, like I feel like the i I was an English major, the author is dead, right? So like I can tell you what my intention was, but it's no more valid than your interpretation
0: that's my that's my argument with pronunciation, like I'll just
1: pronounce it however I want
4: yeah, no, I agree
1: so you've se- said before like you like working in other people's worlds
5: mm-hmm.
1: and Brandon has a very large world that he is hesitant to let other people work in like Mm -hmm. he's like mentioned the possibility of isaac writing it but let's say brandon decides he's going giving you the opportunity to pitch a cosmere novel. oh Oh. what would your pitch be
4: (laughs) okay (laughs) so i have to preface this i I answered this question a couple times at the con and i always say because i feel like rumors are going to get around Mm -hmm. i am not writing in the cosmere I have no, I've not been offered the Cosmere. No one has, there has not even been wind of a suggestion that I would ever write in the Cosmere. So this is not happening, okay? Mm -hmm. I love Mistborn. Mistborn's my favorite. Uh, Hero of Ages is probably my favorite book of all time. I love that magic system. It's my Mm -hmm. very favorite. And so I would love to write a book in that someday. And I think it would be really awesome to do like a, because the Cosmere gets real complicated and I'm not Mm -hmm. sure that, I would want to deal with like <laughs> later Cosmere things I don't even understand yet are happening things. But I think it would be really cool. They put out the Mistborn trilogy as a young adult, as young adult books. They but they're not, right? I mean they're not young adult, but they put they shelved them in young adult. But they're not young adults. I can see with um, Vin,
0: like, I can sort of yeah. see what they're going with. But yeah, it's I a little like odd, too. I feel like it was
4: justified to do it. I don't think it was a bad move at all. But they're not. Like, people, I don't want people reading those and thinking that's what YA is. It is not <laughs> at all mm. like that. Um, there's too many adults in it. The issues are not adolescent enough. Like, it's just <laughs> not YA. Um, I think it would be awesome to do a misborn story that is YA. That's sort of, that's like early, maybe pre-Mistborn. Like something that's not quite so tied into like the future of the Cosmere. Um, and that also could then serve as a bridge for those readers to read that and then jump in to the adult misborn stuff. I think that would be awesome.
1: That sounds
0: like a great idea. It, Classical yeah. Skadrial L- Young Alendi. Let's go. YA Alendi.
5: <laughs> sounds amazing.
0: But it, see, the the thing with that is... Uh, there, there are so many restrictions in Cosmere things. Yeah. And... Yeah. And the
4: co- trying to deal with Cosmere continuity gives me, I, I had a hard time with Sideverse, you know, <laughs> like that would be really hard. Brandon has a team though, and they're good at it. But yeah. as I said yeah. before, this is not happening. <laughs> this is Unless
5: just Unless like, we
0: convince drink. Brandon to make it happen. <laughs> maybe eventually, long time from maybe. now. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Brandon has, see, the thing is, Brandon has so many ideas and he, he will have more ideas than time to write them. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, and when Brandon asked me if I will do something, I say yes. And then I worry about the consequences later. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I am. He's like, like when he, he asked me if I would write the best deal book, and he was like, you can think about it. And I was like, let me think, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I will do that. Yes. You got anything else for me? Yes. So. <laughs>
0: yep that makes sense
4: i figure right now my job is to like i prove that i can write a brandon book my job is to prove i can write them with darcy and like make sure that everything is awesome and then who knows what will happen in the future
0: that sounds What's like it? a good idea <laughs> um but 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 why a YA classical schedule thing sounds amazing <laughs> just just putting that out there uh Though you wouldn't have very many parameters because I don't even think Brandon knows the details of the world building yeah, at that Yeah, no, that I would stage.
4: probably be on the side of trying to pull ideas out of his brain because I don't want to come up with my own.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Well, Jancy, this has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, it really? was uh, a pleasure to chat. I thought it w- was lovely. And it was lovely reading uh, these... Yay. Novellas, really novels, but you know, uh they were lovely, and I will strongly recommend anyone who hasn't read them to pick up the collection in April. uh because Hopefully they're
4: not listening right now if they haven't read them. But <laughs> yeah, if if you are,
0: welcome to the show. <laughs> but uh,
4: welcome to all the
2: spoilers.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, some people, sometimes me, likes all the spoilers. So you know, hey, yeah. Oh, uh,
2: well, I get you- people who watch my spoiler reviews with Cytonic, who like have not uh read Titanic or like my my overviews to the novellas like people definitely watched those and they hadn't read the
0: books yep sometimes
4: it can be less stressful to read things when you already know what's gonna happen like I totally get that when I watched Angel the Joss Whedon show Mm-hmm. I, I got part way into it, and I was like, "I just need to know who lives and who dies." <laughs> I <wouldn't have> to <laughs> look up everything, and then I enjoyed it much more.
1: Yeah, well, it's like I had a similar thing with uh, the the new Shira cartoon, where like mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. I saw a spoiler of a couple that gets together at the end. I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting. I want to see that now."
3: Yeah, yeah. But I watched
1: sometimes. all of it.
3: Spoilers I- I are thing. strange. Yeah.
0: I guess that's kind of the thing with Cytonic hooking into Evershore. It's like, oh, I, I want to know the answers to this and I better get the answers yeah. to this.
4: And one thing that was funny about the end of the end of um, Evershore was the betas had all, almost all of them had read Cytonic. And so like they knew this thing and I don't know if it was because of like the length of time between the Cytonic beta and the Evershore beta, but like almost all of them were like, I'm so surprised it moved. And I was like, <laughs> are, to, are, are you though?
0: Okay. To, to be fair, there's a lot in the Cytonic epilogue, and admittedly, I totally glossed over it. I was more concerned it. about Jorgen in charge and where's Cobb.
4: Yeah, yeah. People miss people miss that moment or they forget about it and then they're like, oh. And like some people even knew and remembered that, and then they just forgot about it while they were reading.
5: are <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah. I guess that was the thing. Which Whoa. I thought was
0: awesome.
4: It's like a bonus surprise I didn't think I was getting.
0: Bonus. Nice. <laughs> well, I think what we have to do now. Uh and and jancy's already said uh you're you're worried if you'll do well is mm, I, who's, I am certain. <laughs> who's that sideiverse oh character? <laughs>
2: This character is from
0: Roshar. Menace. Tia. Tom. Mraze. Void in drag on a horse. (laughs) It's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? So welcome to Who's That Sideverse Character, the game where you send five clues and a character to WTCC at 17shard.com. I read each clue aloud, and after each clue, uh people make a guess for who's that Ciderverse character. But maybe don't send more Ciderverse characters in because we're probably not gonna be doing a Ciderverse episode for like a long time. We've done a lot. There's been a lot of content recently. <laughs> so so maybe don't right now, but uh yeah. If if there's some we'll maybe get to them for Defiant, maybe. Uh and so these could be from the novellas, they could be from whatever uh inside a verse um,
5: I, I will say it's probably
0: defending elysium probably not defending elysium <laughs> oh, i only That's
5: remember good. the name
4: of one character
0: in that book <laughs> right exactly <laughs> it's like, so does probably most people to be honest yeah um clue one this character likes eating ned it's not ned boom slug it's not boom slug nuggles it's not snuggles. <laughs> oh, I didn't say who this was by. This is from uh, Riley the Procrastinator. So, n- and oh, not right. like most things. Number one town fan who probably would send in slugs. Did you just give away that it's not a slug? <laughs> uh, I mean, the the probability of slug things are definitely lessened if if it's not town <laughs> yeah, fan right. sending them. So it's
3: funny because like his last uh, couple of posts have started with. This, this character is not a slug. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can't remember how well Brandon did when we had him.
3: Uh, he didn't get any of them. Yeah, but... I don't think he got any of them. It made me feel better. It's really funny because and... he got really close on one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: he didn't think Stormfather was a sliver, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. Sorry, what was making you feel better?
4: Oh, it makes me feel better that the ones I watched, everybody kinda took forever.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that always happens, yeah. We usually do, yeah. It's like, look at the shelves. Yeah, I just... <laughs> clear out the look at your Roshar map, Eerie, Rira. Where, where where, where are the countries? Who are from each country? It so but those are the side of
3: us. but
0: yeah. Usually you pick a Rosharan character because that's usually first.
4: It was. Can I just tell you how ridiculous it is to try to name characters when Brandon's canon has like every name that could ever be used already used.
5: Yeah. How many
4: times he's like, "No, there's one of those in Mistborn. No, there's one of those in." I'm like, oh! and
3: he still has repeats anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. Brandon does that himself. Like, he does that there's himself. been definitely been times was, in beta reads where I'm like, "Don't name it this." Like, and he does it anyway. So it's infuriating.
0: Out. Dor speaking the singer. Of- why? Why does there need to be a n- singer named Dor?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Oh
3: wow. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that. Maxime, yeah, that's my guess. Uh, so because, like, my immediate reaction when I saw that, like, in the art, um, I'm like, Brandon. At this point, you should know there's a character in the Wheel of Time show that's called Maxime. Why are you? Why are you gonna do this? So, of course, my mental image for Maxime in Cyndaverse is uh, Taylor Napier. <laughs>
4: the ones that i had to rename were i think unity was originally harmony which is uh <laughs> yeah. and then i don't actually know who this character is atti i think was the
5: one That's
4: and i changed it to a D instead it's the little kitson like speaker of the house person i just mm. changed the spelling and i was like it's fine but yeah, that, yeah. That-
0: that, that's like my writing and like, ooh, I can't choose any of these names at all, ever. Like, oh, fun. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> all right, Veronica, who, who likes oh, I d- Yeah.
3: Oh, I did say Maxim. I I don't know. I just Oh, Maxim? No, it's
0: not Maxim. Okay, clue two. This character does not live on the surface of a planet.
5: <laughs> Most of the characters don't live on the surface of a planet. <laughs>
1: Well, Welcome to WTCC. <laughs> what does it mean to be on, a surface <laughs> on the
0: surface of a planet? What, what does it mean to be from a place? Although it does say live on, so not yeah, where from. Yeah, because they're
4: all on the platform or trees and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Galaise, Olenek's brother.
0: No, it's not them. Becca Nightshade. It's not Becca Nightshade. I'm
3: going to say Peg because I do not think fragments count to the surface of a planet.
0: You don't think for oh yeah yeah no I would agree fragments are not a surface of a planet it's not peg though
1: uh Moriumer
0: it's not Moriumer all right clue three this character has a white purple color scheme is it Allanik it's not Allanik <laughs> Rinnikin it's not Rinnikin
5: was
1: it Rinnikin's
0: daughter
5: <laughs> no, that's Rinekin?
0: not Rinekin's daughter.
5: So, last I mean, yeah.
0: it was Inan. Yeah, I I know because we did okay. it on the last episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay. That's
3: exactly why I was. Yep. thinking.
0: and I, ju- I literally <laughs> just edited it all yesterday.
3: So
2: likes to eat, lives doesn't live on the surface. On Wait, the planet, I forget
3: about likes to eat. Oh my god! And is white go. and purple. Yes,
0: correct.
1: White and purple color scheme.
0: Yes. Kuna. It's not Kuna. Clue four. This character does not have good eyesight.
2: Is it Jason Wright? (laughs) It's not
0: Jason Wright. He is blind. That's true. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he's blind. He is a psychotic. Sorry, say that again.
4: Somebody already guessed Grand Grand.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This one might have a sixth bonus clue, uh, I will say.
2: It's
0: not (laughs) Cobb.
3: Is he it, is very it, purple and ever sure. <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't fit half the goose, but sure.
1: Is it the Varvax cleaning lady on Starsight that cleans? <gasps> oh, all Mrs. Chamwit.
0: You guys did that one. No. No, it's not Mrs. Chamwit. I also don't know if Varvax have good eyesight or bad. I, I honestly don't know. Clue five, I think this will be helpful. This character has thousands of tongues arranged in a circular pattern around its mouth.
2: Oh, it's oh.
5: The-, the mammoth star oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yes, it is the mammoth star font p- yeah. yeah. at the end oh of sl- <laughs> <laughs> and, ma- the Oh my gosh! The bonus clue would have been, okay, this character doesn't have a name, but I thought it was really funny, so I had to do this slot. It's really funny. <laughs> and and it is, I still and- didn't
2: get it when you read the clue. <laughs> <So> who actually <laughs> gets that one, Eric? Because both Ian and I guessed uh, it at the
5: same
0: time yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know i'm not keeping tally of that guy's spreadsheet who keeps track of these things i don't know uh but it it, it was kind of a group effort i think (laughs) except me (laughs) me. all right this next one is sent in by uh mallyu 73 uh which is william backwards so that's I don't know. It's hard to pronounce. Uh, and clue one, this character is in multiple side books. And, and I, I would say that the novellas would be considered books in this situation, just, just to be clear.
5: What is a book?
1: Yeah. Jason Wright.
0: Not Jason Wright. FM. It's not FM. Cobb. It's not Cobb. Yeah, like, yeah, with clue sure one, right. you, you have no idea who to choose. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, it's not Joshua White. Clue two: This character flies ships.
1: <laughs> Very helpful, I know. <laughs>
5: yeah, It's not
1: T-stall. it's just like
0: T-stall clues.
1: Yeah, throwing dart, um, darts at a dartboard. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But it's so funny, like when we do get it on the yes, first clue, that's where true. it's like, <laughs>
0: "Oh you know, my I god, the ship. wheel of time stream!" Yeah, yeah we nailed it. Mm-hmm. Ow. Okay. Um, Sadie not sadie
1: Zen nightshade oh, <laughs> no, it's not Zen nightshade
0: i
4: would argue he hasn't been in any i guess he was in skyward
1: yeah oh yeah that's that's a good point yeah he wasn't in multiple sides. yeah he I died about that clue, to be uh
0: Alanic. it's not alanic uh clue three this character has lost someone close to them i know again very helpful jorgen it's not jorgen fm it's not fm
2: I, I guessed FM before. Oh.
0: oh, yeah. I guess you can have another have guess. A... That's fine.
1: I want to um, guess Ironsides, but I don't think she's been in any
5: no, she novella,
1: hasn't. anything uh, except the first one. No. She'd write a novella about her. Um. <laughs> Enjoying
0: her retirement, <laughs> sit, uh, eating algae <laughs> strips. So, you call it algae strips? Easy. Nice.
4: <laughs> was Spence's mom in multiple books? I don't feel like she was. She's just in Skyward.
5: Yeah,
0: I think that's true, yes. Spencer doesn't think about him
3: <laughs> Kimolin? It's not Kimlin.
0: Mbot. Ooh, it's not Mbot, though. Um Cowrie. Ooh, it Ooh. is cowrie Oh, that's nice. be my next guess. Uh, yeah. The the, was last, the last two clues were this character is female, and clue five was this character is a Kitson, so.
1: Just cause we know she is still alive does it mean like she still thinks she lost somebody yeah,
0: yeah. she's still grieved yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. alright and this last one is sent from uh, Mia uh, on discord and mm-hmm. uh, again we're gonna start with an extremely helpful clue this character flew with Spencer <laughs> <laughs> which I, kn- I know is very helpful mm-hmm. I know
2: that really narrows down the playing field.
0: Yeah, to to like most of the cast. Vapor. It's
3: not vapor. Oh, that's what I was gonna guess. Oh, Rig, because he did get to fly
5: for a while.
0: Oh, that's true. It's not Rig. That that saying flew past tense. Very literally. Don't don't take the tense too literally. Kimlin. It's not Kimlin. Hesho. <laughs> It is Hesho!
5: Yay! Oh. You got it! <laughs> hey.
0: yes. Granted, I know it's uh, clue one that it's completely coincidental, but hey, you did it. You got <laughs> them. You officially did better than Brandon. Well, I mean, that was in Cosmere, admittedly. So it it, it is a bit easier inside of Earth's rather than uh, Cosmere. But the whole other clues were this character fought in detritus. Uh, this character is not Cytonic. Uh, clue four is this character was thought to be dead. And clue five... Which, uh, I don't know about this last clue, but uh, this character is a bad pilot, which you should probably put was, past tense. Because he was very good in *Titanic*. That was the whole point, right? Nice. Well, you got it, Jancy. Good job.
4: I know my character's names. Yeah. (laughs) Not that I've never written him.
0: (laughs) You could. You could write a Hesho novella. What's he up to?
4: We'll Um, see what happens to him in Defiance.
0: I mean, that's that's true. I, I am kind of expecting multiple characters to actually die because, you know, it's the end of the series. It's time for the plot armor yeah. to come off. Right. Yeah. I know. Uh, so uh, that's what I'm
2: expecting. But Eric, there's more books to go. So clearly you've got to keep the plot armor
0: on. Uh, just kill the ones who've already had the character arc.
1: It's come here, and the Spence's story. Like, we don't know why it's the end of her story that's true that, that that's we could a good... just
2: fulfill and finish all of those resurrections that brandon's done inside of us so far and actually kill the characters off this time <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i expect there to be some deaths anyway jancy it's been a pleasure uh
4: and pleasure to be here thank you so much
0: yeah we'll have to have you on again mm-hmm. eventually That'd be for awesome. sure oh, yeah. Yeah. uh and Can i Mm
4: -hmm. I just want to say thank you to all of you guys and everyone on discord and just the fandom at large. I, like I said earlier, had imagined every bad fan reaction and it's not so much like bad fan reactions to my work. Don't bother me, but I was worried about bad fan reactions to me, right? Like as a person, Mm -hmm. um, because the internet can get real mean, especially to women. And I have not had one single person be unkind to me, which like, is just incredible. That, like that you crazy. all are wonderful. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think some of the more critical things were more just like uh, I don't know if it in the writing style meshed as well with Brandon's. Like, yeah, sure, that's yeah. that's a perfectly reasonable opinion to have, or like not liking romance. Like, sure, that's that's fine.
4: Yeah, and I've seen people say critical things about the books, and that's totally cool. Like, criticize the books. It's it's all yeah. good. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like people have just been so nice, and I'm so grateful. And also grateful to everybody for reading. Thank you for giving these books a chance.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think they were legitimately great uh, and mm-hmm. makes me extremely <laughs> optimistic and excited for other collaborations, uh, especially Actress 6. Excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to finally read that eventually.
4: We should talk it's, about that one when it's out. Yes,
0: yes <laughs> we yeah, should. That's a, that, yeah. that's a good idea. Uh, I'll have to fit that into our Shardcast schedule, which is uh, very beefy for 2022. i planned yeah. out the whole year, uh, and it's going to be a disaster, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, so you can find us for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun on 7 You can join our Discord. Chancey's in the Discord. Uh, she she does the writing sprints on, on Discord uh, sometime, awesome. and it, it's pretty fun if you're a writer. Yeah. Like c- Come into our writing channel. Come, come into our... Uh, yeah, Evershore channel and Cytonic stuff. Uh, and, you know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, leave a comment below what you thought of the uh as a whole. Uh, I mean, I guess you did that in the Evershore episode. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, and if you like our stuff, you can support us on Patreon. And we will see you all next
5: time. Bye. 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 Caw.